Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. Good morning, Africa. What's up, people? You're welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Um, we're set to bring to you everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. <laughs> my name is David Afalayo and I have with me our foundational tech bro. Hi, everyone. My name is Dami Oshpapi. <laughs> you sounded like Dami Oshpapi. <laughs> <laughs> no, 11 years. <laughs> All right. Um, the first week has been crazy. I mean, in the global tech yeah. space. Yeah, we'll talk about SACs liquidations buyouts let it sink in retractions a lot of things wagme is becoming not gonna make it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not it's not funny but it's quite interesting because um, some people say this is a circle um this is a cycle sorry we've been through this cycle before Mm -hmm. um but this one is quite shocking so the number of retrenched workforce across this the global tech space has been has been quite alarming i mean someone tweeted that between twitter and facebook alone we're looking at over ten thousand people um and that is outside the other layoffs from across the industry the question is you have about twenty thousand people in this space um, not having jobs Uh, people who've who've designed their lives their future and people who've left their countries who've migrated people who've left their usual work environment to other places because of remote work options and lives have just been altered by simple decisions you also have to think about who would employ them Ha! Ah, so you that you're just getting into the space, like you will now be competing in the same interview. We saw that as X Meta. X Meta. Yeah. So today we'll be talking about that and all of that. Um, some other exciting news across the tech space in this ex- episode of uh, Tech Byte with Tech Next. Um, I just wanted to know if if you've not followed us across the streaming channels. What are you waiting for? What is your game, right? <laughs> so please do us a favor. Like this podcast if you enjoy what you're hearing. Um, share with your friends so that a lot more people can can get this juice. Let me just say that this podcast has been sponsored by our friends at, at Polygon. Uh, Polygon is a global blockchain infrastructure development company. All right. So right now, we're going to go around the world of tech in 10 minutes, and we're going to have conversations around the major stories. All right. Uh, so, I mean, first on the list is, is the season of layoffs, right? The past few weeks has been checked out by stories of massive layoffs. I mean, big decks now are even the ones laying off. And yeah. this has been ongoing from Q1 and Q3. It's still continuing. Yes. It's still there. And I mean, the yeah. last few weeks, we've seen the most popular one where, I mean, after Twitter, uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. And immediately after that, reduced 75, right? Like it was so fast. Then yeah. Meta came, 
Sweet um, Lift and Stripe also came. I mean, Stripe is the parent company for Paystack, for right? Paystack, yeah. They also laid off. Even in Africa, yeah, we also have layoffs as well. I mean, Sandy of Kenya mm-hmm. and everything 54 like that. Fifty-four June. In fact, the Twitter layoff affected the entire African office. Exactly yeah. right. Like, imagine. I saw a guy that, tw- that tweeted and was like, "Oh, he, this year has sucked for him." Because imagine having your life i think they resumed three months ago yeah or like a month less ago. than four months and they wanted to resume physically to the office you know i no, mean they, take they, resumed, they resumed four days into the, the office right that, and that mosque has taken over and they have they have to let go they have so to go imagine back having to relocate i mean because in the ghana office you have people from nigeria, nigeria. And from other countries and all of a sudden you find yourself in accra without a job yeah and just when we thought that was that was it like Meta just came and and shot all of us to right? <laughs> eleven thousand. That's huge. I, I I know before this um, retrenchment season, uh, someone tweeted in January, I suppose, and he said winter is coming. I mean, some people know more about other people, so I'm sure that person saw what is going to happen and said winter is coming. So right now, winter is here. Oh boy, and <laughs> and predictions are there that this will still continue. Yeah, so winter it's, is going it's, to last. it's time to just brace up, right? It's going to be a cold winter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just to brace up, and hopefully, um, we won't be caught pants down. Hopefully, hopefully. All right, uh, on to the next. Kuda expands to UK. This is huge. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This news. is huge, right? Yeah. I mean, Nigeria's first new bank, is it? Yeah, arguably. Yeah, yeah. yeah and now they're expanding to the UK to provide remittance. I think this is a huge space that they're trying to tap into. Mm. All right. I mean, remittance has always been huge in terms of entry into funds and in, entry into Nigeria and yeah. all the rest. I mean, to, I, I, I've had a conversation with someone who knows a lot about this space before, and he said, "See, without Kuda, is doing in Nigeria, the best way for Kuda to make money is to do remittances. Wow. Because the remittance um, numbers." is huge for nigeria mm-hmm. and this jackpot wave is going to make it bigger yeah so you just need to strategically position yourself so the big thing is kuda is now in uk so nigerians in uk they are transacting in pounds. you don't have to now send. kuda has that resources so if you if you want to send money to your family members in nigeria kuda just taps it in taps in into its naira um load takes out the naira and gives it to the family member and retains your pound so that's 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 a, that's a very good business for yeah. them i mean they'll be partnering with modula a banking as a service platform i mean yeah. banking as a service nice. <laughs> <laughs> to provide these financial services to their customers in the uk and yep just in case you don't know kuda was founded by babs ogudei and musti mustafa in 2019 mm. uh he has he claims to have 5 million users exactly. which is huge now 5 million 5 million five, five, 5 million is bigger than so many average banks in nigeria Shots fired. <laughs> no, no, five, five million is a lot, and and thinking that this bank is not brick and mortar, not having branches, mm-hmm. so they are not Nigeria. spending on exactly. fiscal offices and exactly. things like that. No, for five million for a bank, people cannot see shows how far technology has gone in our lives. Because before now, people cannot trust their money to you if they cannot relate. With I mean, there was a reason why Alajo used to exactly because you come every yeah, day. Exactly. But but Kuda has done well to change the narrative. Although we have a story about them not being profitable but the fact is mm-hmm. i mean innovations take time 
Yeah, yeah. Also, they had a glitch this week where lots of customers could not log into their Following app. Following that announcement. Yes, like the people, same day. People could not log in. Yeah, people <laughs> had come up with different stories that maybe their, their geolocation or something was wrong or they're about. But yeah, I think they've sorted it out now. Yeah. Kudos, kudos. And uh, hopefully you guys get it right. Next is Binance FTX. I think this is like... Mm. the big news the big news of the week (laughs) this was what trended the entire week this this was it was crazy right so because for every day something new was happening that was interesting thing about this week i think it's the end of the year rush everybody's trying to get (laughs) their news out there (laughs) so ftx right binance said okay binance came out to you know be like okay ftx want to sell our ftt FTX, you know, came out. I mean, there was media war between both of them. That's act once in one. Yeah. We thought that was the end, right? Then next thing, Binance came out and said, okay, you know what? We are your senior brother. Come, we'll help you. Act one, same two. Same two. <laughs> then junior brother came to senior brother like, please help me. Now senior brother looked at him. Ah, mm, uh, I don't think I can help you again. <laughs> Seems like you're useless. <laughs> Looking at your record and everything. I'm not sure I want to help you again. That's and that, that was like that, three. That, that was the same three. And that, that was like the final because um so at some point people saw the 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 umpass starting mm-hmm. and it affected the numbers because there was panic and a lot of people wanted to get off the FTX, FTT. Uh, then there was hope. Ah, Binance, Binance was going to buy FTX, I mean, and the prices started rising again. And all of a sudden, Binance uh, overnight again says we are not buying again, and the prices crash. Right? Just like the Twitter palaver, we don't know where this is going to. Yeah, be. we don't. We don't know. And FTX said they they recorded six billion withdrawal requests. Like mm. we withdrawal requests worth six billion dollars in one day. How many of us are in one day? Like six billion dollars <laughs> worth of requests. Like. And they couldn't find those money. They couldn't pay those people. And no, now, no, no bank in the world can survive that. If if you have majority of your customers queue up to collect their cash, no institution in the world can survive that because um, the money is supposed to flow through the system, but now people want to take it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, and I mean the the cost of this entire brouhaha has um, usually been debated you know ftx loaning money into alameda its research trading platform mm-hmm. as well as um, ftx using the money for some other personal things and you know on shit unethical things literally right mm-hmm. maybe somewhat even illegal mm-hmm. and now it has affected the market things mm-hmm. have come crashing down and everyone is in panic Right. Yeah, so uh, one thing that this conversation also brings is that angle where people always talk about regulation. Mm-hmm. Because the beauty of blockchain DeFi is that no one is regulating it. Um, people with their different structures. But just think about tweets torn by two people. Cost affecting the, the financial stability of a lot. Of right, people. we thought it was joke when Elon Musk used to do that tweaking. Yeah, thing. so we just come and say, Don't I mean, <laughs> just just CX and 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 the other guy Sam. Yeah. Just between two people, the the whole world, I mean, six billion requests for withdrawals means that at some point, some authority needs to come in to be able to say, here are some things that we can do. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we'll just destabilize the industry when we don't feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is... yeah. I know someone who has lost half of it, of his savings this year, just by this FTX oh, thing. You can't can make a withdrawal. 10 seconds. Sorry. And also, 
pushes the question if binance is like the big brother that can help everyone right now if binance gets into trouble who helps them okay let's move on <laughs> uganda to start 3d bioprinting in space all right that's 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 huge right mm, that's uganda. huge for an african con- country that's yeah. Yeah. that's huge right yeah. so i mean uh, the east african country has launched its satellite pales africa sat uh successfully uh kudos to them and this came with lots of new ideas that they want to try out i mean mm-hmm. they want to try out 3d biological printing of human tissues in space mm-hmm. uh research on microgravity impacting ovary function investigative study on our microgravity would help understand catastrophic mud flows that occur after wildfires that that's a, a mouthful that, that's a lot of terminology <laughs> so bottom line is the um Uganda is, has launched a satellite to space mm-hmm. and they said the certain conditions because of, um, um, how do I say it now, the conditions in the space because gravity is mm-hmm. not very strong. Yeah. So it does not, uh, they, they can be able to produce certain things in the space and they want to produce the human tissues because to solve medical problems. I don't know how equipped Uganda is for that. Yeah. That's it. Because for an African country launching into space, I'm very sure that launch must have been powered by either by Russia or by China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you now want to start producing human tissues, <laughs> well, uh, hopefully nothing. it's not just one of those wild dreams that African leaders There's nothing that is not important. <laughs> just hope. Yes, hope, yeah. Hope. So, uh, moving on, Meta wants to bring Nigeria's top creators to the metaverse. That's that's another huge news. All right, so Meta's partnered with Nigerian creators, you know, to create on the metaverse. You know, metaverse mm-hmm. has been something like a baby Meta has been pushing recently. If you don't know, Meta is the parent company for Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, exactly, and some other platforms, Oculus and Co. Mm-hmm. All right, so the tech giant has released a promotional video for the project, you know, trying to ginger and push people towards this metaverse yeah, crazy what do you metaverse. think about metaverse and meta and everything ah so w- w- we tried having expert talk about metaverse in our last conference event um the biggest blockchain gathering in africa so a lot of people will tell you ah it's not very clear what metaverse means <laughs> today mm-hmm. because it's still a developing concept we're not even very sure if it's going to be the next big thing as many as started it to be and don't forget that uh, Meta recorded a first loss in Q3 mm, because yeah. of the huge investment they had in the Meta. And now they've let go of 11,000 people. Yeah, and they've sacked 11,000 people. And, and Zoc came out and said, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, we are not sure. We are not sure. But Facebook has invested in this thing and it has to move. And they and plan they, to invest. Yeah, and the only way it's going to move is when people adopt it. And the easiest form of adoption is when influencers create content. I mean, I go to TikTok. I don't upload videos on TikTok. But there are people that I follow on TikTok and I watch their videos. So if those same people begin to produce their videos on the metaverse, I would want to go and see. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, it's it's a way of driving engagement with the space, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's cool. I, and Meta is at the forefront of this metaverse thing, all mm-hmm. right. And we just hope to see what the new internet or the new world order will look like in the next few years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So remember, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Polygon. Polygon is a global blockchain infrastructure development company. Thank you.
All right, uh, David, you yeah. want to? So, so, so the conversation of today, we'll be having a conversation on the prospect of developing a career on the blockchain. So guys, it is red on the streets. I mean, job cuts in tech, <laughs> in the tech land are piling up as companies that led the 10-year stock bull market are adapting to a new reality. Just days after Twitter's new boss, Elon Musk, slashed half of the company's workforce, Facebook's parent company, Meta, announced its most significant round of layoffs ever. Meta said on Wednesday that it's eliminating 13% of its staff, which amounts to about 11,000 employees. Recall that shortly after closing the 44 billion purchase of Twitter last month, Elon Musk cut around 3,700 employees earlier this week. According to internal communications by CNBC, that's about half of that staff. We don't know those who are affected, but we know that about 50% of the team are part of the 3,700. And the reason Musk gives is that Twitter is losing about $4 million per day. Similarly, Lyft announced last week that it's cutting 13% of the staff. You know how big Lyft is? <laughs> and that is about 700 jobs. Um, in a letter to his employee, CEO Logan Green and President John Zimmer pointed to a probable recession as the reason for this for this loss. Um, and because of ride share, increasing ride share <laughs> insurance costs. Wow. I don't know how that affects them. <laughs> so while we are at it, online payment giant Stripe that acquired our own pay stack for 200 million laid off roughly 14% of its staff. That amounts to about 1,100 employees. And Shopify laid off 1,000 workers. That amounts to about 10% of its employees. And Netflix, that just, this, this, that just announced a slight growth in subscribers rate in Q3, had done two rounds of layoff between April and May. And the list goes on. Microsoft, Snap, Robinhood, Chime, Tesla, and even in Africa, 54Gen, Kuda, and so on. Talk about salary slash, Quidax, Rise Vest. Mm -hmm. The big question for many people in the space is what is next? Right. I mean, it seems that the stream, the water at the stream is going down, and some of us are not wearing pants, so we are scared. When it gets <laughs> to a level, um, are we not going to be naked? But the blockchain seems to, to have many prospects. It seems to be the next save even for a lot of people. More so that except for the FTX and Terragon crisis, um, the, so many companies in this space are not really spilling, uh, spilling about losses and firing for now, despite the economic meltdown. So some people, a lot of people are already seeking career prospects in Web3, blockchain, and the metaverse. I mean, we just said that Meta is investing billions of dollars in that space. So the question is, is it the next big thing? Should you consider developing a career in blockchain? We had this extensive conversation at our conference event last year. Yeah. Now, the question at this point is, how do you begin this next big thing? Um, to join us to discuss the prospect of developing a career in blockchain, we have Ayomide Shodipo the Global Head of Developer Advocacy at Polygon Technology. Hey, Ayo, welcome to our show. 
Hey guys. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, fine. So how are you feeling today? Uh pretty fine. Um so if you hear anything in the background just now, it's Lagos and <laughs> there's a truck behind me trying to tell me to fly when my car doesn't have wings and I'm in traffic. So <laughs> Yeah, it could not be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in your that means this is Lagos, uh, across Africa. We know that Lagos yeah. is a place for rush. Okay, so let's start with the first question. Um, just just to take us into this conversation, I would love to know what what is your take on on the botch? I know this is not related to our topic, but it's a good place to start. What's what's your take on the botch, uh, Binance FTX deal? And um, I'm curious, why does it have so much impact on the space? Uh, so to be honest, right, that deal, um, so I think the analogy you gave, which was, so FTX was having liquidity problem and like basically money problems for non-crypto folks. Um, and they needed cash. They needed money in the bank. Um, that was the key problem then. They did not have that because some shady thing has happened behind the scenes. Um, so um they basically reached out to their big brother as you said um binance and binance said okay cool um let's see how we could help from helping they said okay cool we're gonna acquire ftx and but before we finalize that we're gonna do a due diligence on basically your records and basically all the money um that uh you have that has gone through basically ftx and while doing the due diligence um they basically found a couple of non um, basically a couple of like like your basically the accounts were not in order they saw money moving out and stuff and they basically asked SBF what's going on here and uh, they basically found out that um, some money was moved out of the company um, that was not supposed to happen but um, it happened either ways which was wrong um, so to be honest right it, it's a bad thing right now for the ecosystem um, because it's going to be much more harder to basically get anything done in the Web3 space because people don't trust Web3, they don't trust crypto, they don't trust the blockchain, right? They are really, they feel like it's a shady thing because of all that happens and basically the things they see on the internet. Um, so because of this, to be honest, it's going to make things a lot harder when it comes to, comes to adoption, um, to be honest, because people are going to feel like it's, it's, it's a scam because like a company, this is the second biggest exchange on the global scale, basically went away with like billions of dollars of people's money and uh, not even just regular people, basically people who like countries have their money in FTX, right? They had their money in FTX, not just not just people, right? Countries like certain actors, influencers had uh, like I saw one person who had about six hundred fifty million dollars in FTX. So um, it's basically going to make uh, the ecosystem less trustworthy and really hard to secure things like licenses and stuff. It's going to be twice or ten times harder to get licenses for anything when it comes to crypto, and that's kind of not a good thing so but it is sad um it's sad but um i think um i think it's fine i think it's fine yeah we'll be good hopefully oh, yeah that, that's interesting all right thank you for the answer uh so now to the subject all right so not i think i think Sorry to cut it short. I just want to make one comment as regards one thing that you guys discussed earlier, which was about um, Polygon, rather about Twitter and uh, the layoffs and stuff. To be honest, um, laying off folks, um, 
this is a mistake that like okay i think let me put it this way right um if you're going to lay anybody off it should be done the right way you don't just lay people off just like that like elon Musk did it um but because of the kind of person he is his personality he just did it anyway um because like he like he felt like he had to make the like the tough decision and stuff but like still um you do not make decisions this way some people i'm pretty sure some folks were probably on maternity leave or some um thinking we're going to come back to work and basically earn more money take over the family or something um but elon just basically ruined all of that for all of them which is pretty much not a good thing um so but at the same time to be honest um Elon basically is making another risky bet with purchasing um, Twitter. It's also the same way that when he sold his first company, he got a lot of money out of it. He put um, $50 million or I think $100 million into SpaceX. And his thought was, is, is this going to fail? If it fails, it's done for. If it succeeds, well, it succeeds and it's a big thing, right? And he ended up succeeding. But we, innovation cannot happen if we do not pass through a phase like this, right? I know... I, I know that it doesn't make any sense. I know that it, 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 it's it's really confusing right now for a lot of people. Specifically for me, this is really complicated and doesn't make any sense. It should not have happened this way. But um, many a times when innovations happen, um, it's always very confusing. And that's how I believe Elon is seeing it, um, that he has to make the tough decisions and stuff. But I just feel like there's just a way it should have been done. If it was still going to be done, there's just a way it should have been done. Um, but he's just basically making another risky bet by buying Twitter and basically getting investments from Binance and some Saudi Arabian investors and stuff. It is a risky bet. And uh, well, um, I hope he knows what he's doing, um, hopefully, and uh, he's, he works it out. But in my opinion, um, some of it is complete shit, actually. Some of his ideas are complete shit, actually. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so you're, you're not alone in that thought, to be honest. Doesn't make any sense. The fact that he's the richest person in the world and owns like this shit, especially the verification process. I understand that you want to remove the idea of people, basically this superiority complex that I'm registered, I'm verified, um, so I'm much more important than you, or like verified people don't respond to people who are unverified because they have their own notification tab. That's complete crap. Right, that doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, he literally just created another layer of segregation because specific people now get to have a, a new badge, which Elon calls official. Right? It means certain people who are official can still have that badge. So mm. they will have a verified blue tick and they will also have a tag down below their name that says official. Some people are going to have that. I see popping up on a couple of people and a couple of companies having that. It doesn't make any sense. It, that was not the that's not the idea, right? So, but um, it, it's fine. Um, again, Twitter is a private company. They're off the stock market. They're a private company. So, um, all we can do basically is like just talk about it. But we can technically not do much about it. But and Elon basically knows that everyone knows that Elon will always do what's in his mind, notwithstanding what anyone says. But. Uh, yeah, that's that's we're going to the topic. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's fantastic. Thanks for for sharing your insight. I mean, we, we, some of us agree with yeah. what. You yeah, said, and he has forty four billion on the line. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So now to our subject. All right, uh, so like I was saying, not many people understand the the concepts of uh, blockchain. A blockchain developer. So, uh, in the words of 
the Twitter for uh, explain to me like I'm five years old. What's the difference between a regular developer and a blockchain developer? Uh, okay, so the regular developer and the blockchain developer. So the difference is smart contracts, right? The difference is that um, I know how to build smart contracts that basically interact with the blockchain. Um, that's the difference. So a regular developer basically writes a front-end stack, a back-end stack, build APIs, uh, what else? Build the back-end, build interactive UIs, and uh, that kind of stuff, right? Look at platforms like um, um, Facebook is a Web2 basically platform. Like Google, look at um, basically all these platforms that existed before the blockchain became a buzz. They were primary there. Look at Paystack, look at Flutterwave. These are primarily Web2 platforms built by um, basically regular Web2 developers. Um, but in the Web3 space, if you're going to be a Web3 developer, the idea what makes Web3 Web3 is the interaction with the blockchain. That's the idea. And we cannot interact with the blockchain with like backend languages or frontend languages. So we interact with the blockchain using a new language called, um, not new per se, but for some folks new, called Solidity. So you could also use languages like Rust also. And you could also like, if it's not EVM compatible, you could also like, for example, when ZK EVM launched, when the ZK, when ZK Sync launched um, their version one of their protocol, um, basically when Matter Labs launched uh, version one of ZK Sync, um, they created a new language called Sync. So you have to learn Sync to basically build applications on ZK Sync, right? So, but then the difference between a regular, like the traditional developer and the Web3 developer is that the Web3 developer understands how to interact with the um, blockchain. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 that's, that's a fantastic response. I mean, simplified. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask you this follow-up question. One, do you need to be a regular developer before you can become a blockchain developer? And two, if you are going to, how long would the transition from being a regular developer to a blockchain developer typically take in your experience? Uh, so to be honest, you don't have to know how to build front and back end or any of that to become a blockchain developer. But at the same time, I would always advise that I don't like the idea of people saying like, this is a personal opinion, right? I'm looking at it from specifically an African perspective, um, an African perspective, because as Africans, you have to work 10 times harder than the regular person to basically put yourself um, than Africa on the map, right? You have to work harder than most people. And I, I don't like the idea of someone saying they're a blockchain developer. So if someone says a blockchain developer, many a times they basically just know how to interact with the blockchain and basically build blockchain apps, like just basically write Solidity on Polygon, Solana, okay, Solana supports Rust, and or basically any other EVM compatible blockchains. Um, but at the same time, um, I would always advise that um, you don't need to know front-end to be a blockchain developer. You don't need to know back-end. You just basically need to understand how to interact with the contract, with the blockchain, and that's it. But I would advise that you understand basically how to either pick one either between the front end or the back end or you do both be a or like for be a full stack engineer be a front end engineer plus contract or back end engineer plus contracts or full stack plus blockchain developer that will make your value go basically go up higher i know we basically want to learn one thing get it done and basically start making money it makes sense but i'm more of the long-term game i'm more of the long-term plan that's that's how i see see these things to be honest it's going to take a while for you to learn and basically get all these things together but i feel like if you can actually sit down and basically learn this thing to be honest right um it might take a while but um in the long run you would think yourself that you actually sat down and you learned this thing because if a time comes where um 
you do not find the role as a blockchain engineer, you would still not be out of job because you, you still basically know how to build basically uh, front-end applications. If you do not find a job as a front-end engineer or a blockchain engineer, you, you still know how to build on the back end. You will still have a job and you will not be out of jobs, um, if that makes sense. So that's the angle I yeah. see. And at the same time, right i feel like you you basically become a foil one-man army you 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 can build smart contracts you are great on the front end you also do back end that kind of stuff your value as an individual goes up so when things about layoffs start happening um basically right <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure and you're like you're a proactive person and like they know that like you have to make sure make the company like work so hard i'm, I'm this specifically for africans work so hard um, that like you'll be undeniably good like no one denies good tech you can be african you can be indian you can be from a low level country it really doesn't matter like it matters to an extent but to be honest right if the tech is good the tech is good you cannot mm. deny it. if the tech is good the tech is good like at a point like no one's just an african companies but when certain solutions started coming out from africa everyone were like oh wow damn we have to get into this we have to get into this when the tech is good the tech is good right but going back to how long it will take to learn it will take a while to learn but at the same time you will tell yourself you actually took out the time to basically learn it to be honest because your value basically goes up higher um because you could do more if that makes sense yeah makes right. a lot of sense so at the moment uh, what, what's your assessment of the blockchain developers ecosystem in africa you know so much has been done about the regular developers ecosystem mandela and quite a lot of companies have invested mm-hmm. google has the developers um, yes, talent ql but for the blockchain developers specifically um what is the assessment of of that ecosystem in africa at the moment uh so blockchain right now so in africa so come countries active on the blockchain side so we we have nigeria we have kenya we have um i i think primarily these five countries to an extent we can add uganda and rwanda to an extent but not that extent as of right now we have a lot of great smart contracts engineers in nigeria right now a lot of i've met some really amazing engineers who are building on the blockchain and these guys are uh, I mean, me to say freaking smart because I'm freaking smart people and um, I've seen how smart Nigerians are when it comes to basically getting on anything new the blockchain like Nigeria I know many Nigerians working up top protocols doing amazing stuff but they're pretty they're not even talking about it but like you're doing amazing stuff Nigerian engineers are very smart and um, the ecosystem is doing pretty well right now when it comes to engineers but at the same time um, right we're trying to trade more basically bring much more people on board um the web3 space which is why like we launched the polygon africa bootcamp um a sixty thousand dollar um training phase plus hackathon which we're currently running at polygon it's basically part of our educational plan for uh the african region um every, what every region needs is different um in the u.s uh we're, we run similar program in india similar program in the u.s but it's not exactly like this because the needs of 
um, the U.S. is a little bit different um, than Africa. So every region has um, a different need. But for Africa right now, a lot of education needs to be done to basically put Africa on the map because like Africans are freaking smart and with the right amount of attention and education, um, give it five years, give it 10 years. Um, Africans will be doing a lot when it comes to the blockchain space. Um, look at Web2 right now. You can hardly find a company, like you will find a black person there or like an African there doing amazing at Facebook, at like global companies doing amazing job at Google, at Twitter, at Tesla various Africans because why time was given to it and they actually took out their time to learn and become um, engineers. So like if we give our time to it, um, five years, 10 years, and provide the right education and the right resources, um, five years, 10 years. And I, I, I so much believe, I so much believe that Africa um, basically be put on the map um, as one of the hubs for blockchain developers. Um, but we basically just have to get education right and not just the vibes, not just the uh, like hoop de loop and all, like all the, the noise and stuff. We basically have to get the education right and basically know our stuff as Africans, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you touched on the Polygon, uh, the Polygon Bootcamp, uh, the eight-week mentorship program. All right. So just want to touch base. Uh, uh, how's the program been for you and your team? How was the experience so far? uh well right now so it to be honest it's been amazing it's been amazing it's been um it's, it's been going a lot more amazing than i expected and i'm pretty happy to be honest that i've seen many people come around and specifically people who are passionate about learning and passionate about asking questions attending the classes basically contributing and like learning to be honest and it's pretty exciting to see we hold sessions we have partnerships with this program, with the Grab, Alchemy, um, and Chainlink to basically come around alongside engineers of Polygon across the ZK EPM team, POS team, Avail Edge to come run workshops on um, basically building applications on top of like all of these projects um, that um, Polygon has alongside how to basically um, use Chainlink um, more effectively. Um, and like for uh, the graph, um, basically how to handle data using the graph. We basically have these, all these workshops aligned, lined up for master track folks for the Polygon Hack, Polygon Bootcamp. And um, to be honest, like we have uh, people, we have like, we have everyone, like they're attending the sessions, they're asking questions, they are learning and they're like building stuff as they're going through the process. The beginner phase also is doing pretty well. We have like hundreds of people, thousands of people, uh, right now and like most of them at least 80 percent of everyone is active and that's a really big deal right now and i'm pretty excited about it yeah fantastic yeah that, that makes sense yeah that that, that that makes a lot of sense i know you you also touched on 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 gift prizes for people and um mm -hmm. from what we know polygon is giving as much as five hundred thousand dollars in total prize um value to mad. people participating in the Akaton and the bootcamp. <laughs> Damn, said mad. So, um, the, the big question on some of oh, us mind is why? No, why it's not so. Just to so, yeah, go ahead. Just go to, ahead. it's not so. It's not five hundred thousand dollars. No, now so it's not. It's not. It's actually not five hundred thousand dollars. That was for the global hackathon we ran. Okay, a couple oh, okay. of months ago. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, so so what was the total sum of of the value, like in terms of monetary terms, you're giving out to people um, for this Africa bootcamp and all? Yeah, it's sixty thousand dollars. Sixty thousand dollars will be distributed across different people. Um, the least person will be earning like as low as five hundred dollars. No one will get anything less than five hundred dollars. It's oh, pretty exciting. Fantastic. fantastic. So so the question is. Yeah, um, we have a winner. Why? Yeah. Okay. So the question is Sorry? why why this investment to what has been the learning points for you? I know you've talked about how awesome the experience is, but what has been the learning point? Um are you I don't know if you're gonna be doing this subsequently, but what have you learned in this um episode that will be helping in, in previous ones? Um Africans are ready to learn. Africans are ready to basically do whatever it takes um, to basically get to the top. Um, learn what they have to learn to get to the top. And like, they are basically ready. They, they know that it's not easy. Like, Africans know that it's not easy. They know it's not easy and they're kind of ready to do the hard work to um, basically get to where they see themselves getting to. And I think that's a pretty big deal. Um, because the fact that I know I have to do the work does not mean I want to do the work. Not everybody does the work. Some people in their mind, they know it's going to take a lot of work, but they're still not going to do a lot of work. They rather go find an easier route. Um, probably go to something illegal or something. But um, to be honest, I, uh, in this hackathon, in this book camp, I've seen a lot of Nigerians, a lot of, um, we have people across 42 African countries in this bootcamp and I see tons of people being very excited to learn specifically. Um, I think I'm much more excited about for the fact that um, I see every single time I log on to the Google Meet call that we're having um, with um, basically going over the curriculum and like teaching. I see hundreds of people logging in. No one says, hey guys, I'm exhausted. I cannot come. But like these guys are coming in every Saturday. They are learning. We have a questions tab. They're asking tons of questions. And like every single time I see all of these things bubbling, it just makes me excited and know that this is this was a really good investment and investment and is something that we're looking to basically do more of um, if possible. But um, this was pretty exciting, and I, I just really can't wait to the hackathon for the hackathon phase, just to basically see what um, um, basically debuted. And um, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, uh, Polygon is definitely not alone in this journey. You know, development of the blockchain space in Africa. Uh, we've seen some other blockchain companies driving some other forms of you know adoption development across the continent and trainings yeah trainings too right yeah, yeah. across nigeria kenya and some other countries mm -hmm. giving yeah. all funds and even sponsoring and things like that but so what 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 is different that the polygon is doing what's different about what you're doing uh to be honest right um i know a lot of other chains are trying to do something in africa but i think what's different is that um is that Polygon, um, Polygon um, basically was one of the first companies that basically uh, saw the light of basically the potential that's in Africa. Um, Polygon was one of the first blockchain companies that basically saw that and um, we were able to basically walk around it and um, basically start doing stuff. It's not about 
like we don't see it from a from a perspective of hey we're coming to Africa to um, basically uh, <laughs> say that polygon is something in Africa we're doing social good that kind of thing that, that's not the reason I'm not doing it for that reason the reason I'm doing this is because Africa is full of basically many hundreds of untapped talents and we want to change that we want to tap into those talents and basically create more people basically support more people rather um, and basically just basically support Nigerians, support Africans, support Kenyans, support like Africans in different African countries on their blockchain journey, on their development journey and provide support. When you get to these countries you figure out that not a lot of them, a lot of them want to learn, they want to do stuff but like they don't have the support, they do not have that, they don't have the support to basically do all of these things and um, they basically end up, end up not like doing anything because like there's no support, there is no internet there is no resources are paid for dollar is high they cannot buy it in countries like Mali in like other like low-end countries like courses are extremely expensive they cannot afford it so they basically give up on their dreams and they basically go find something local to learn and do which is wrong and what we're trying it's part of what we're trying to change but um yeah so I, I think this is the reason why I'm doing this and to be honest, uh, give it five years, give it ten years. I'm pretty sure that Africa, when it comes to blockchain, um, will be on the map. Blockchain is still the future of finance and uh, decentralization, and we don't know how important it is until one day it becomes important. And it's best to get a head start on this. But um, let's see how it goes. But yeah. Mm, so we're, we're we're gonna make it cool. eventually. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I'll just be going to the final question. I mean. Um, a lot of people are excited about this. I I know a few people that are participating in the bootcamp and learning a lot of things. So the big question is, and the last question from us is, what is next? What should people be looking forward to? Um, generally, um, from from the blockchain ecosystem in Africa, what should people be looking out for so that they can strategically position themselves? And what should people be looking out for from Polygon? Um, that could make a difference going forward? Uh, I think what they should be looking out for right now, to be honest, is um, number one, look out for all products that basically Polygon is releasing at the moment. Look out for the things that were launching, follow, follow. Uh, you can follow me, you can follow Polygon Devs. Look at all the things that were launching, experiment with different projects that we have, experiment with Seagate, with the Zoonology VM, experiment with Polygon Edge, with that Polygon ID, experiment with these things, and basically, um, I think this is the era of uh, basic experimentation. So basically, experiment a lot, and basically, just do a lot of experimentation, and uh, you'll be surprised what exactly you can come up with, and you'll basically be surprised at what you can do on top of the blockchain, and uh, you wouldn't regret it, trust me. So, that's pretty much what I would say. We're still releasing tons of stuff and we could plan to do a lot in Africa. Um, and I guess. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty really good. Sorry about that. So far. Okay, thanks indeed, Ayo. So, um, I mm. said watch out for, for new updates, watch oh, out yeah. for new products from Polygon. Mm -hmm. Um, keep developing, keep building, keep using the, the platform. Mm -hmm. Um, most importantly, follow Polygon, follow IO on, on Twitter and uh, Polygon developers so that you could get updates as mm -hmm. these things come up. Mm -hmm. I want to say thanks indeed, IO, for giving us your time this morning to share with us the exciting things Polygon are doing and how guys can 
indeed build a career in the blockchain ecosystem um we hope that when we call on you next time you'll be willing to share with us as well yeah okay guys happy to be around thanks for having me on board all right all right thank you thanks indeed ayo um so guys that's that's it from us for today's episode of Mm -hmm. tech bites by tech next um follow us across our channel we are tech next on twitter instagram linkedin LinkedIn, and facebook Facebook. um i am at aphorisms underscore and i'm at down zero seven yes um ayo what's your what's your handle on twitter please uh so my, my handle on twitter is developer io like developer d-e-v-e-l-o-b-e-r then a-y-o like developer then i-o a-y-o and cool yeah, that's Twitter. cool so follow him guys and let's get your updates yep so yeah. this from us um remember that this podcast was brought to you by polygon our friends at polygon mm-hmm. we'll see you same time next week yeah well, um, me. I'm gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> no not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> goodbye guys all right everyone yeah.